Okay. Anyway, have a bit for how to open this, uh... Thunder truck! Thunder truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah! That's, you gotta do the... You gotta do... I it. can't. <laughs> you gotta do the... easy voice! You gotta do that. Then, then... No. Okay, fine. <laughs> it's, your, it's your joke. Yeah, I can't do that voice. <laughs> I seriously, like, the entire time since the movie has ended, I've had, uh, for those better obviously, you're just, like, on a loop. That's a jam. It's good. It's a good song. They're very good. Yeah. ACDC are very good. The, uh, one thing they did right is the music cues. Yeah. That's some real good, like, And, and, <laughs> ACDC Jaws, like, <laughs> it's basically them doing the da da Dead. Or actually, it's like Psycho. The Psycho. Yeah. It's like, God, it's so fun. What a crazy man. Hello, excellent humans. I'm Hunter Bush. This is Hate Watch, Great Watch Podcast. I'm Allison Yakoulis, and today with us is our guest. Hank Bratton. Hank, what movie did you choose for us? I chose Stephen King's Maximum Overdrive. That's right. 1986. I had never seen this. Me either. Was this like something you have seen recently or something you like grew up oh, watching? I've loved it for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was like, oh yeah, if you want to come on, I was 100% sure you were going to be like, we should do Texas Chainsaw, because I know you love Texas Chainsaw. Love it. That's cool. Shocker. I was like, I haven't watched that in a little bit. It's like a perfect movie. It's great. And then you were like, Maximum Overdrive. I was like, I fucking never saw this. I was like, oh, this man. is a curveball. Curveball, man. Yeah. Should do that next time. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I love that movie. We had just seen uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe, and I was like, man, out of anybody that we've had on the podcast, I bet Hank's one that would be like into really like scary horror. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah, Autopsy of Jane Doe is good. Yeah. Was it? Yeah. Oh, it like, creeped me out. <laughs> the f- first half is like amazing. Um, and the second half is still good, but there, some of the direction gets a little like just like unclear. And I, I don't know if it was like time or budget or something issues, or maybe it's just the editing, but like mm-hmm. it sort of like lost a step here and there. But like overall, it's yeah. an extremely solid movie. It's the same director that did Troll Hunter and then that did Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark, oh, which okay. is why I watched yeah, it recently. It's, uh, Andre Avradal? I can't pronounce it. Something? Yeah, something like that. I'm not sure like how that. you pronounce it, but it's something like that. It's Nordic or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, Autopsy of Jane Doe was his first uh, English language film. All right. It's pretty good. It's Brian Cox and Emil Hirsch, our father and son, morticians in, like, a small town. No shit. Yeah. And I don't really like Emil Hirsch that much, but, like, I love Brian Cox. Brian Cox. And I thought he was good in it. Which one? Emil Hirsch. Yeah, I, honestly, yeah. he was. I, yeah. I'm, I don't really particularly like him as an actor. He's not usually engaging as an actor, but I liked him in this. Yeah. Um, it's a well-written character, too. Yeah. But that's not the movie we're going to talk about. No. We're going to no. talk about Maximum Overdrive. Yes. I should just play ACDC real quiet in the background. You might have to have, like, I don't know, Bill cover it or somebody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's got to be a cover. For, there. for legal reasons. I'm sure they're... Nah, they're cool yeah. with it. They're ACDC. get the band back together. You gotta put an extra note that goes up at the end. Oh, yeah, like fucking... uh, Vanilla Ice. (laughs) Yeah, Vanilla Ice. (laughs) Years ago, I had the idea that we should sample under pressure, and then from the interview where Vanilla Ice explains the difference, their song goes dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun-dun. 
Dun 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 da da dun dun. And ours goes dun 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 da da dun dun. Dun 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 da da dun dun. So I was like, we should sample under pressure and then just add in vanilla ice going dun, like the high note. And just that and sample both of those things. And then I'm like, well, you can't sue us because it's actually under pressure and I just sampled that thing. So it's different because we made it out of two different component parts. And he'd be like, your logic is sound. Poetic justice. So yes, as I said, I had never seen Maximum Overdrive. I'd seen clips and I knew the plot. All mechanical devices, I guess, or anything. We were speculating between Appar- watching it and, and, and starting recording that it's anything with any kind of motor. Yeah, well, apparently in the short story, it's just trucks. Right, right. But which, no, no. I mean, it's called yeah. trucks, so... Yeah. But yeah. no, I'm just about in the movie, like, it's yeah. anything with any kind of motor of some kind, like, becomes sentient. And not only sentient, but also murderous. Yep. Mm. It's a little inconsistent. It is. Not sure on the rules. Hair dryers. Yeah, there's a, a shot at some point where a woman has been strangled. She's lying out the window of her house, dead, having been strangled by her hair dryer. And I was like, okay. So I'm guessing the imaginary scene there is it just like hovering around her head, like strangling her. But then later, the maybe. trucks can't refuel themselves. And it's like, why not? Can't they just like Maybe draw the ceiling the pumps fan in? got in on it with the hair dryer. See, there you go. Yeah. That. Yeah. See, that makes sense. Damn, that's a good... So if we remade... Deleted scene. If yeah, we remade <laughs> Maximum Overdrive, this is what we do. It would be like Final Destination. It would be like Rube Goldberg machines. Right. All these things like conspiring to kill humans. I love it. Yeah. You have to fill in the blanks. You do have to have a scene where the fan and the iron are talking to each other in Morse code. <laughs> where the iron just like doing the steam, just like... <laughs> And the fans doing like, war, 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 war. Oh, the fans usually yeah. have lights on them. Oh, that's it. Like a light fixture fan. Okay. Like, is that what you're talking about? Like an overhead fan? Yeah. Yeah. That... Yeah, it's got to be overhead because you got to get that wrap around on the neck. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, a standing fan might be able to get it. I feel like the physics don't exactly. They have that rotating motion. Maybe they could like loop the cord around every time they go <laughs> go at the end of it and then tighten it. Every time they go left, they loop it around her neck and then. Maybe. Tighten. I think it's easier with a ceiling fan. I'm sure it's easier. <laughs> Raises a lot of questions. Yeah. <laughs> it does. <laughs> a deep dive into the logic of maximum overdrive. We did have, like, a conversation while we were watching the movie before the scene where they ask for gas, where it's like, how does this work? Are they telekinetic? You they know? do seem like they are. They, they do seem like they can communicate with each other. Yeah, they, they can communicate with on. each other without any kind of noticeable signal to like anything that's shown in the movie. But with us, they use Morse code... They can clearly see and hear humans. Right. Uh, even like the, that. Uh, how do you even refer to that thing? It's like a machine gun cart. Yeah, yeah, I don't even know, dude. I don't know what. It's like the dumb carts they use to like transport shit at like concert venues, but it just has a machine gun built into the back of it. For some reason. Yeah. Plot necessity. I mean, I'm guessing it's some kind of troop training thing, or I guess there must be a nearby military base. But that's the only. That's the only. Yeah, that's the only military thing we see. Yeah. We see one bulldozer and then a lot of uh, trucks and a plane and a school bus. Steamroller. Steamroller. Oh yeah. So the movie. I didn't write it down uh, verbatim, but I wrote down what I feel are the important parts. The movie opens with text on screen that says a comet Rhea M. R-H-E-A-M on whatever date the Earth passed into the tail of the comet and would remain there. For eight days, five hours, 23 minutes, and 29 seconds, or something like that. And I'm guessing that is supposed to explain the sentient machines, I guess. But then at the end of the movie, there's a UFO. There's always a UFO. 
<laughs> and what is that? Is that the, there was like some kind of intergalactic battle or something that's going on? I guess Cold War stuff. Yeah, maybe because there's, there's also there's a Russian quote weather satellite unquote. Yeah. That has like nuclear warheads and stuff. Yeah. That destroyed the UFO in orbit and then everything went back to normal and yeah. Well, the Earth left the comet's path. Oh, so after. So the U- <laughs> we're speculating the UFO is unrelated. It's got to be. <laughs> Stephen King just wanted to give us, like, scope, where he's like, yeah, yeah, you think this is a big deal, all the machines rising up to kill you, but there's also wars in space. Space wars. Space wars. <laughs> uh, we should address that, like, he clearly was incredibly, and famously, incredibly coked out making this movie. Uh, oh, yeah. He said in an interview he was coked out of his mind. You yeah, wouldn't know, though. That's a quote. <laughs> yeah, you wouldn't know. <laughs> it, all, it all makes total sense. It doesn't show. I think he said he doesn't really remember making the movie which i was like all right fair it was and the I, 80s it was it was 85 i guess when they were filming it. it came out in 86 so like i i think i told you guys that told you guys before recording that my favorite interview of stephen king's ever is from promoting maximum overdrive when he's on some news show and the woman interviewing him is like everybody thinks you're like a big spooky scary guy but you're very nice and whatever and he says and he says it so fast and so just like he's so wired but he's like, he's like, yeah, I'm not a bad guy. I've got the heart of a child. I keep it in a jar on my desk. And it's just like, wow. <laughs> and it's like, you're on national television being super high and also like the most. And I love it. I was like, this is my favorite Stephen King like clip. He's the man. He is. He's just like firing on all cylinders. <laughs> so it opens with the electronic marquee at a bank that says the date and time and whatever. And yep. then it just <laughs> starts saying, fuck you over and over again. <laughs> Yep. Which I immediately left is a great way. Like yep. we, uh, this is an early, early recording for us. Got up, made some coffee. Hank brought the movie. And this is like how I started my day with this uh, electronic marquee. And then the ATM calling cameo by director Stephen King, calling him an asshole. Early <laughs> cameo. Right off the bat. You are an asshole. And that just starts going asshole, 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 asshole. asshole. Just like printing it on screen. He's like, hey, whatever. Calls for his wife or girlfriend or something. He's like, this machine just called me an asshole. (laughs) (laughs) It's the best. And then titles with your first taste of ACDC. There's going to be a lot of that. Oh, yeah. We mentioned a little bit before we started proper recording. Music's real good. Music, you know, music cues are fun. There's ACDC doing psycho music things. And it's just so funny. It's hilarious. It really is. Like, yeah. it, there's like really perfect timing visual gags in it that are just like really funny. Yeah. So the first thing that happens like story wise is a bridge opens up. Uh, this is the first, these are the first deaths we see. Yeah. Uh, is is that, that's not a drawbridge. Uh, yeah. Drawbridge. Yeah, it is. Drawbridge? Yeah, drawbridge like opens up in the middle of its own accord, dropping first it's like a bicyclist or a motorcyclist. Yes. Uh, they had a real funny bit of ADR. They had him scream, but they muffled it like he's wearing a helmet. Oh yeah. And I was that's like, that's touch. a good detail, but it's, it made me laugh. Yeah. It's like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, it's like the bridge is going up, and there's all these cars and stuff because there wasn't any like the arms. There's no warning. Yeah. yeah, the arms didn't go down, and they didn't have a stoplight or anything like that. So all these cars are in the middle of the bridge while it's going up. And cars, like, a motorcyclist, yeah. and a watermelon truck. Yeah, there's like a watermelon truck. watermelon truck. Yeah, which there's a lot of gags with that. Like, there's people slipping on the watermelon. Yeah, there's a dude. It's like bouncing off the back through somebody's, like, sunroof. Yeah. He gets a lot of mileage out of that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah a guy in uh, tennis shorts gets out of his car and then comically, like, slips in a pile of watermelons and falls down. 
It's great. It's so goofy. Hank and I definitely saw this also. There's definitely a truck on the bridge that's got uh, the ACDC oh, yeah. logo oh, yeah. on the side I think side it's of supposed it. to be like their van. Yeah. It's supposed to be like their tour van. Yeah. Well, so according to the IMDb, <laughs> Stephen King wanted uh, ACDC to do a cameo in the movie and they declined. Oh, bummer. Yeah. We just watched King of Comedy. You ever see that? Scorsese? Hell yeah. Uh, oh, that and, was so good. And I'm watching it, and at one point, Sandra Bernhardt is, like, yelling at De Niro on the street and whatever, and then <sighs> and people are, like, catcalling her, kind of, and she's like, you're street trash. Like, you're scum, and whatever. And I was like, those scum look familiar. I Googled it. It's The Clash. Oh, no shit. <laughs> I was like, holy shit. I was like, are those just people that look like The Clash, or nope, it's The Clash. Yeah, well, you know, New York punks. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. It, it, it was. I'm sure it was an extremely uh, copied look. Yeah. Yeah. It just got to be, you know, in decent shape and look like you haven't slept in a couple of days. Yeah. Every picture of the Clash looks like they've been up for like three days. They were. Yeah. That could have been ACDC in this. I mean, like, all right. What are the odds? All right. If you put them in their van, I'm not gonna have to check the IMDb and be like, hey, was that actually ACDC? Definitely was. But they could have been like, ooh, they could have been parents in the bleachers at the little league practice. Yeah. That would have been fun. They could have been some stray truckers that could... Get murked. Yeah, early on. Murked by their own Max. Yeah. yeah. Max. I was like, okay. Yeah, Mac yeah, truck. The truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. God. Well, because <laughs> I was like, Mac, like, computer, and that's where my head went. But yes, no, you're right. It's a simpler time. <laughs> it's a simpler time. The only Mac that could kill you was a truck or just somebody named Mac. <laughs> Fine, they get put six feet under with their 18 wheelers. There you go. Yeah. Those both had numbers on them. Good job. I know. <laughs> So, yeah, I mean, like, it's just a bridge opening, but does that actually impact the direct story at all, or is that just more, like, color for the world? Yeah, no, it's just, I think, to, like, start showing you about stuff malfunctioning and And, like, stuff. that it's gonna cause death. Yep. Yeah, yeah. So and, it starts small with and, the fuck you, and then it works up to killing people, and then... And it kind of sort of shows you... Because they have a lot of things where, uh... Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You're doing a gear fisting shift. motion. Yeah, gear shifts, yeah. Oh, there you go. Gear shifts... And buttons and things will, like, move themselves. Yeah, operate on their own, And yeah. so that happens on the bridge opening, is that, like, levers are flipping themselves. Oh, yeah, and the switches. And pressing and... themselves. Yeah, you're right. So it kind of shows you some of that from the get. So it's not like, it's a oh, malfunction. what is this shit? Yeah. Right. It's right. A, yeah, yeah. Right. So then yeah, when that's... keys turn themselves in the ignition, it's not as weird. That's a good point, because, yeah, I didn't think about that. Because there's a lot of stuff in this where, I mean, Stephen King is a, not only a writer, but also he's oh, goddamn good. Having said that, there's a lot of, like, shit that's not in this movie that should 100% be in a movie. Like, the name of the boy who survives the baseball team massacre, which oh, we don't get. Name? It's yeah. Deke. His name's yes. Deke. Yeah, yeah, but we don't get that till the end. Yeah. The entire movie, because he's mostly separate from everybody else, I'm just referring to my notes as baseball kid or number three. Yeah. Like, they couldn't even put his last name on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> on his or, uniform. Or, like, yeah, you do a, yeah. you know, you do, like, hey, Deke. I'm going to go get a soda from the soda machine. Do you want one, Deke? You're my favorite player, Deke. Like, uh, you know, just lean into it a little. It's North Carolina. Did they say soda? Pop. Is it pop? I don't know. Pop. What else? Cola? Uh, a couple Sugar of places water. say Coke. Yeah. But that's more Midwest, I think. Yeah, I think Coke is, uh, yeah. Like, you get an orange Coke. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Grape Coke. Grape Coke, yeah. Might be a pop situation. Yeah, like, I don't know if it's Bubble pop juice. or soda. Bubble juice. <laughs> Fizzy sugar. That sounds right. Might be pop. My grandmother said pop. She was from North Carolina. I think um, different places. Yeah, it's regional. There. It's like um, yeah. Mischief Night or Devil's Night or whatever. The... Yeah, but I think also it's like, you know, how there's different regional dialects in Pennsylvania. Oh, yeah. I think North Carolina has like... Yeah, sure. A couple. Doesn't Subs, matter. hoagies, heroes, grinders. 
These are all different types of soda. Welcome to our <laughs> etymological podcast. Sorry, this is how the podcast goes. We just end up thinking about other weird, dumb things. Sometimes it's funny. That was that was all right. Yeah. <laughs> We're lampshading it. Sure. We're then introduced to... If you had asked me beforehand, I would have said, this is definitely going to be the villain of the piece. But it's not really. But the Happy Toys... This font, man, this logo is like... It made my eyes angry. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's... Like capital letters, H A P, and then a small capital P, like a different font size, and then Y, and then toys with a Z. Yeah. And it's on a black truck. It's all like, you know, sugary, like candy oh, color letters. Yeah. Um, and it, for some reason, has the green goblin head on the front of the truck. And I was like, is this a case of like. It's also got that slogan. Oh, yeah. What's the slogan, Hank? The slogan is Here Comes Another Load of Joy. <laughs> another, <laughs> sorry, another load. Of joy. Of joy. <laughs> God. Yep. Oh, man. Those, that's in white lettering. Yeah, that's meant to stand out. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if I wrote that down anywhere, but that you were like, did you guys see that slogan? <laughs> it's fucking great. I, I was wondering if, like, it was just a coincidence, like, big green monster face with a purple hat. Yeah, no, apparently it actually is a it Green is in Goblin. The, yeah. In the credits, it's yeah. like Green Goblin, you know, quote-unquote, trademark of Marvel Comics. And, but but also, within the truck, later on, we see uh, Jack in the Box. Yeah. That also has the Green Goblin head. So I was yes. like, is it supposed to be like the Happy Toys logo is the Green Goblin? Because on the back of the truck is just a weird clown yep. crying three tears out of one eye and one tear out of the other eye. Which I was like, This seems symbolic. Yeah, I was like, Stephen King is working on levels. <laughs> It's coded messages. Well, you know, cocaine's good for that. That's true. Yeah. Uh, every party I've ever been to will, will tell you that that is correct. Cocaine is real good for conspiracy theories. That green goblin head can't be street legal, though, man. Because, like, the oh, ears are, like, blocking your view. Yeah, and also, I mean, it's that, that intake in the front. Oh, has, the grill. That's to help yeah. cool the engine, right? Yeah. That's, that was always my understanding. Maybe. So, like, that thing yeah. is just blocking all of that. Yeah, because, I mean, like... Not safe. Yeah, because, I mean, like, truckers, you know, sometimes they'll have, like, a couple of, like, stuffed animals strapped to the front. Yeah. But that's about it. Decoration, but... Yeah. You're not driving, like, the... A parade float. I was going to say, you're not driving, like, the dog car from Dumb and Dumber. Oh, my God. (laughs) To pick up... Oh, yeah, that thing ran, so I guess... Yeah, but that's, like, a van that's not, like, a hauling truck. Right, right, but still, you know, the intake on that was covered, I think, by the dog's face. (laughs) So, I guess, you know, know, I don't know. My understanding of how cars work is extremely limited. Yeah. It was the 80s, though. It was a simpler time. It was. <laughs> it was. Uh, uh, Yardley Smith doesn't buckle up until her life is in imminent danger. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, look at you. <laughs> putting your, putting your seatbelt on. Good good call. This truck is about to try to ram, ram you off the road. But it almost takes her arm, the seatbelt. It's a close call. Yep, seatbelts say almost do more harm than good. Some would say. In, this, in this movie. Oh, in this movie, yeah. I was going to say, that's not actually no, accurate. In, in real life, no. In real life, wear your seatbelt, goddammit. <laughs> yeah, and, and, but in the world, if you happen to find yourself in a maximum overdrive situation, take your life in your hands. <laughs> Maybe don't wear a seatbelt. Because I'm pretty sure Kurt doesn't wear a seatbelt, and he's fine. He's got a little bump on the head. Kurt the truck killer? Kurt the yeah. truck killer. Yeah. <laughs> His name has become legend. Uh-huh. I forgot, you know, whatever, halfway through this movie that the opening crawl said, Earth would be in the comet's tail for whatever it is, eight days and change. So I was just like, is this going to end with like a technological post-apocalypse where like can't use anything that has any kind of engine or whatever? And I was like, yeah. And then Kurt at one point just fucking tricks a truck into its death. It was awesome. 
He had no weapons, but he's the first one to kill a kill a truck. He's a badass. They're only he... as smart as we made them. Who made who, Allison? <laughs> it's the question du jour. ACDC. So we end up at the Dixie Boy truck stop for the first time. Yes. And apparently they built that set actually like on location in North Carolina. And it looked so realistic that some actual like real trucks were trying to stop there. Oh, that's fun. So they had to post up signs all around it that this is not a real truck stop. It's a it movie look, set. <laughs> yeah, it did look right. I just figured they had rented a place. Yeah. And I thought it was like a 50-50 that it was really called the Dixie Boy or that that might have been a, a Stephen King. Yeah. Because like in the Dark Tower, there's the Dixie Pig yeah. restaurant, oh, which shit. is yeah, in, you're right. it's in New York. But yeah. yeah. So I was like, that could be his, or maybe that's like something he picked up. It's an yeah. alternate universe. Yeah, it's true. no, I... There's a lot of <laughs> very Stephen Kingy like fake brands and things. Like I said, Happy Toys with a Z. Mighty Tasty Ice Cream, which is M-Y-T-T-A-S-T. That's very King-esque. It really is. <laughs> he does that shit all the time. Yeah. And I guess Dixie Boy. We're introduced to Bill Robinson, which is Emilio Estevez, mm-hmm. and his boss, Bubba Hendershot, which is a real good name, played by Pat Hingle, who, did either of you recognize Pat Hingle, or do you know Pat Hingle, as Commissioner Gordon from the uh, original Batman movies, the no. Burton and um, yeah. Schumacher Batmans? He's, he's Commissioner Gordon in huh. those. Oh, yeah. Because when he came on screen, I was like, oh, I know you. It took me a minute, and I'm like, oh, it's Commissioner Gordon. That's right. He's great. He espouses a lot of real Stephen King dialogue. He's a cartoonish, cigar-chomping <laughs> southern villain. Yeah, he basically like wandered into this movie out of like a cannonball run or something. Like <laughs> One of his first lines, he calls Emilio Estevez into the back and wants to talk to him in his office. And he's like, I just put eggs on the grill. And he's like, I don't give a ladybug. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that made me laugh really hard. It's very good. Also around that time, we have, uh, I forget the guy's name, the guy who gets, like, hit in the face with the gas. Duck. Duck? Duncan. Duncan? I think it's Duncan. Yeah. Well, it's... Dunk, maybe? Baseball kid's dad. Yeah, Deacon Dunk. Um, but he's trying to fill up a truck and he gets gas in his eyes and then there's a music sting, which was very funny. Was it the psycho music sting? Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, he's trying to fill something up and then the pump stops working and he, like... He's like poking into it and he like looks into it and he's uh, kind of, and then it just like sprays him in the face. Yeah. It's diesel, right? They said. Yeah. Is that worse for your eyes? <laughs> Made a point to mention he got diesel in his eyes. Like, is that worse than like regular gasoline? I can't imagine. So Emilio gets called in the office because uh, uh, Bubba wants him to work for nine hours, but only clock in for eight. Mm-hmm. And that's when we get a little bit of backstory that Emilio is on parole. It's his like work release, I guess, program. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, if you don't do what I say, then, you know, you're back, back in the clink for you. And he's like, I guess I have to. And then we see Giancarlo Esposito for like two seconds. Underutilized. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, I, he's in t- exactly like two scenes. And it's the one setup and then the payoff. And the setup scene, I did not recognize him at all because he's barely like shot because it's, it's him in like a very small room. that's like their arcade room. Yeah. It's got like two pinball machines and like two or three arcade cabinets and they're all, like, just on and lights flashing and they're all, like, running on their own. His first line of dialogue is to curse out a machine and it just says, your mother. <laughs> I think it's his only line. Yeah, actually, you're right. And then we cut away and that's when we get the, uh, I want you to work for nine hours thing. 
we come back because he's been looting because the uh, cigarette machine's been paying out as has like the you know coin machine and the coffee everything thing yeah Yeah, everything's just just revolting yeah Uh, so so he's yeah scooping up coins and cigarettes and loading his pockets up yep and then he gets hypnotized Yeah, uh, it's a cabinet called Star Castle, which I don't know if that's real or not. No idea, but it is um, flashing the symbols from the cards from Ghostbusters. That uh... It's not just Ghostbusters, yeah, yeah. it's what they use to test ESP. Yeah. Yeah. Famously, the cards from Ghostbusters. Okay. That's probably most people's first introduction to them. Okay. But yeah, it's <laughs> the star, a square, and a triangle, and wavy lines, and, you know. A plus sign. Yeah, and, and it's yeah. just that repeating over and over and over. Yeah. And he just gets, like hypnotized and he reaches out to touch the machine which just electrocutes him. yep this is the first time where i was like wait what yeah that <laughs> was, was like, weird right. do you think that's a, a reference to uh oh shoot what's that game called electrocution no the, th- the famous game electrocution no the the Star urban Castle. no the urban <laughs> the urban legend where uh like the cia or something had put like these cabinets into arcades and they like were causing oh. people to like lose their minds and no. like you, you, know. think that's a, <laughs> you think that's a reference to that yeah wait what is that um, what because the 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 hypnotism yeah and that's okay. an arcade thing yeah it had a weird like sort of greek sounding name if i remember correctly uh polybius polybius i think maybe p-o-l-y-b-i-u-s i can't polybius, uh, yeah, maybe. yeah but it's fake right the cia wasn't really trying to probably not all right we don't know <laughs> it's like the last starfighter yeah no it's it's i mean it's an urban legend there's not any um urban evidence legend. that no <laughs> there's not any evidence that this actually existed sure but just like the cia wants you to think yeah exactly maybe it was like a real life uh, last starfighter you see last starfighter where like if you get the high score in the game it turns out it was recruiting you to actually fight aliens ender's game yeah it's kind of like ender's game but yeah, that was it. Like, this kid gets the high score, and aliens come down. They're like, you got the high score in Last Starfighter. Come help us save our people. Yeah. And he's like, all right. It's the 80s. Sure, I'm down for whatever. It's the 80s. It's 87 or After whatever. All. Let's do it. It was a simpler time. <laughs> I think the t-shirt for this episode of the podcast is Hank's head. It just says, it was a simpler time. You can also drink for whenever Hank says it's a simpler time. I would recommend a Miller High Life. Oh, yeah. There's a lot of a lot of Miller. Yeah, man. It's there's, like all they drink. There's a Bic truck and a Miller truck, but they're also definitely using Bic pens in at least one scene. And they're drinking in a lot more than one scene. Yeah. It's a lot of Miller. Anywho, anyway. Stop clicking that pen, Clicky. <laughs> Get me a Bic. <laughs> I will. Sponsor. I'll get you a Bic and a Miller. So at this point, the carving knife attacks the waitress. Under yes. the waitress. Wanda, yeah. That's it. We don't find out her name until later. A little later. Yeah, they don't really do a lot of people's names up front. No. Names aren't important. Except for except for Emilio Estevez. Like, Stephen King was like, he's the main character. We have to know his name. A lot of my early notes are just like... This guy. Waitress, guy. boss, you know, and then like later it's like Bubba Hendershot. I'm like, okay, so I went back and, you know. But yeah, I forgot to write down Wanda because Wanda's largely not important, although she is hilarious. Yeah. So an electric carving knife turns on, slices yeah. into her yeah. forearm. Well, she's trying to take over the grill terribly. Yeah. And so, yeah, she gets cut on the forearm and then it's just an electric carving knife. It's also knife. trying to attack her feet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When it gets knocked off. The... But like, again, it's just an electric carving knife. It is on, but it's laying on the floor. 
It's mm. not ambulatory in any sense. And the only way that Emilio Estevez can think to handle the situation is to smash it with a hammer immediately. Is it the only way or is it the most entertaining way? It is. I mean, it's both. It's got to be both. But yeah, like my first thought would be like, I will just grab it. Unplug it. It doesn't. I think it's it was already unplugged. Operated. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was either battery operated or it wasn't plugged in. Yeah. It didn't. Ha- yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, just unplug it. And then I was like, oh, I don't think it's plugged in. But, like, it didn't seem that fast. I feel like he could have just grabbed it and then, like, oh, I can't turn it off. And then you can smash it. But he was just like, what? (laughs) 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 This electric carbon knife cut you? Smash, 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 smash. Like, if she'd burned herself on the grill, he'd beat it to death with that. (laughs) It's a controller situation. Yeah, and I was, and, like, but later, when we find out what he was in prison for, it's not, like, hammer murder. (laughs) 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 So, like, that bit of, like, character development went nowhere. What was he? Oh, he was. I arrest, don't remember. He was arrested for what? They were robbing like a supermarket, and uh, he got caught. He's the only one that got caught. I think. Oh, okay. That sounds right. I think that's what the uh, Bubba at one point, I guess, to try and shame him. He's like, yeah, him and two other or whatever, a couple of boys, you know, tried to rob a supermarket, and the police showed up, and he's sitting there with his thumb up his ass, and then Emilio Estevez gets like emotional in a very like streetcar named Desire way, where he's like leaning emotionally against the shelves, and he's like. Saw the spotlight come on. I just froze. <laughs> and I was like, holy shit. <laughs> yeah, then we get the Little League scene, which is they're just having like a little practice. Coach goes over to the soda machine, puts money in. It's not working. Bends down to look into the delivery like shoot. And it just starts firing cans of soda oh, yeah. into like his crotch. Like a pitching machine. Yeah, which you called. Yeah. 100%. You're oh, like, yeah. oh, it's too bad that the soda machine isn't dick height. Yeah. <laughs> and then he goes into a little bit of a crouch, and I'm like, there we go. Yep. And yep. fucking nails him in the jewels twice, and then in the forehead once, which fucks his day, right? <laughs> they cut back to him, and he's got like a giant bloody crater on his forehead. Yeah. Uh, and then there's a hilarious... It's still played for laughs, though. It is, because um, it's, it's intercut whole... with a hilarious shot of just like a bunch of... <laughs> A bunch of little league kids having soda cans hurled at them and running away. I laughed so goddamn hard. It was very wholesome yeah. until the steamroller showed up. Well, no, then Deke, the player who would become known as Deke, number three, yeah. uh, is the smartest one. He's arguably the smartest character in this whole movie he... because when presented with a threat, he put his catcher's mask on oh, yeah. and, and deflected fucking <laughs> soda can shots to the face to try and save his coach. This coach is dead as disco. There's not a lot of competition, though, for smartest character. No, there's a lot There's a lot of competition for the other end of the spectrum. Yeah. It's <laughs> a lot of the dumbest characters in this. Yeah, actually, he does a lot of the... I mean, you know, Stephen King loves smart kids and, yeah. like, psychic kids. Yeah, for and super all pressure yeah. kids and yeah. whatever. And, yeah, I mean, like, he makes some of, like, the best tactical decisions yeah, throughout a, the film. Yeah, he's yep. a smart kid. Yeah. He knows, like, once he finally gets to across the road from the Dixie Boy, he knows how to get there, but... The grate is uh, up that's blocking the yeah. access pipe thing, so he has to find another way, yeah. which is just a different access pipe, but um, that's not his fault. The uh, reverse Shawshank. Yeah, 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 yeah. But yeah, you're right. I forgot about the catcher's mitt. That was... Catcher's yeah. mask. Catcher's mask, yeah, yeah. yes. No, that was really good. I was like, good yeah. for you. Yeah. Um, I was sure, because like, I'd yeah. never seen this, so I had no idea he was going to be a, you know, they're a character. De- they're designed to deflect projectiles. Yeah. Yeah. But I was sure that kid was going to die. Because, yeah, then um, another kid is riding his bike off the... Like, all the kids scatter, and one kid hops on his bike and is riding it, and falls off his bike and gets crushed by a steamroller, which is also great. 
And you said that there was originally like some like a blood effect or something. Stephen King planned to do a, an effect with a blood bag where the steamroller would run the kid over and then like a printing press uh, roll across the field. But, yeah, it would uh, have a blood smudge and then continue to like leave a little blood smudge trail. It would be great if it was like like a, a Looney Tunes blood where it looked it was exactly the shape of a kid. Like, just like (laughs) bloody kid-shaped puddle across the field. So, do you you know why that wasn't used? They made him cut it, right? Sensors? Yeah, so the blood bag exploded a lot, so it looked like his head got watermeloned. So it comes back to the Uh, watermelon. We refer to that in the industry as a Gallagher. Yes, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And the censors thought that that was way too gory, even though... Stephen King apparently was fairly delighted with it. I'm sure it's great. Oh, There's yeah. a lot of, like, very wet body explosions in yeah. this movie. The thing is also, like, they're squeamish about doing that kind of shit to kids. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I get that. Stephen King breaks, like, the two cardinal rules of filmmaking in the first 20 minutes of this movie, which is you don't kill kids and you don't kill animals. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, but that was, like, I was just like, wow, holy shit, that's dark. <laughs> that's what I think you actually even said, that's dark. Good dog. Yeah. But yeah, uh, yeah. so when number three, Deke is like slowly pedaling his way across town to try to get to where his dad works, which is the Dixie Boy, he's just like passing through like a neighborhood and it's just all carnage. Yeah, uh, it's a ghost town, man. Yeah, there's like crashed cars with dead bodies hanging out of it, like everywhere anybody sees dead. There's like yeah, people one thing are that's on just... their porches or hanging out their windows. Yeah, that's yeah. when we see the woman hanging out the window with the uh, hairdryer wrapped around her neck. Mm-hmm. Um, we also just see a pair of bloody legs sticking out from under a bush. Yeah. I was like, that could be anything. I mean, maybe that was a lawnmower. Um, yeah. But uh, then he sees the the dog, which uh, what, what I was getting to was, it's like a dead dog by the side of the road with a toy police car in its mouth and just like a bloody muzzle. So in theory, the hairdryer strangled that woman with its own cord, which is not a power hairdryers normally possess. I think we're supposed to infer that that police car rammed itself down that dog's throat, which is like super crazy. Yeah. Um. I mean, it's fine. It's a fake dog. It's not a real dog. No dogs were harmed. I know. Not even 80s coked up Stephen King would harm a real dog. He's an animal lover. I know, but it's still a sad You should see how, how he fawns over his uh, Molly, the thing of evil, his dog, on Twitter. <laughs> she tears the shit out of everything. It's great. Yeah. Uh, she's adorable. But also, when he's riding up the street, like, the lawn sprinklers come on behind him. Oh, yeah. It's so great. And there's a real good visual gag. Like, a, like a, a laugh uh, gag. Yeah. Where he, like, stops... And I guess he can feel them looking at him. And then when he turns his head, they're off. Yeah. And I was waiting for them to come back on once he wasn't looking. This doesn't happen, but it almost does. You can feel it. <laughs> Stephen King wanted it to happen. That's an, that was an effective moment. Yeah, it was funny. Yeah. It was really good. You mentioned very briefly the lawnmower. Yes. There was actually an incident with that. They got cut or? No, that there was an accident on scent. Oh. Apparently the lawnmower went out of control and hit a block of wood that they were using for a camera support. And it shot out wood splinters, which injured the DP, Armando Nazuzi. And he lost his right eye as a result. Holy shit. And sued the production, and they ended up settling with him. Wow. Yeah. Fuck. I mean, there were a couple of times that things were dangerous. I have another one coming up. Oh, good. But um, uh, th- I, that was, I think, the only thing of note where there was particular, like, carnage. But yeah. Sure. Yeah. So, like, I mean... Even in the hands of, like, a seasoned director, 
Oh yeah, this, shit happens. Well, I mean, like but... But this specific movie, the way this it like with mm-hmm. all these animatronic, uh, like actual machine, like things being piloted remotely and stuff, like yeah, it's a very it's a very dangerous set. Yeah, even under the best conditions, there's also, a lot of things that could go wrong. They did have a it. hard time with because a lot of the trucks are uh, like radio controlled, and yeah, yeah. so they would break down frequently. And you know, if one does out of like seven, you have to reset, and then another one would yeah, break, yeah. and then another one would break. Sure. So there was they were and, constantly I mean, trying to fix these things. And there's little stuff in like the margins of the shots where you can see stuff is starting to like not drive straight. Like you can see stuff is starting. Uh, like the lawnmower actually, when it comes on and starts to kind of follow uh deke yeah it when it's originally going down like the um driveway it starts to veer too much and it's like just heading directly into a bush yeah and i thought i was like oh and i expected it to like mow through the bush like we were gonna get like a comedy like look how sharp it is like it just like destroys this bush but then it just like the next shot it's just like pulls out into the street normally i was like oh that was an accident we saw this like watching mythbusters and stuff it's hard to radio control some of these things they're not built for that they are built for people to operate them right it's not an exact science yeah like i would be surprised to learn there weren't any accidents Mm -hmm. just because there's a lot a lot of moving parts like literally and figuratively yeah it was the 80s it was yeah (laughs) 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 i was waiting for it i mean you know, big thing with Jaws was they couldn't get one robotic shark to work. So imagine all of these cars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a simpler time. <laughs> so I think here's where we're introduced to Brett, played by Laura Harrington. Yes. Also known as the Road Twitch. Yeah. She refers to herself later. She says it. Yeah, no, I know. Which I... is an expression I never heard, which maybe it's real. Stephen King might have made it up. I have no idea. Who knows? He would do that, wouldn't he? Oh, he totally would. And that's totally fine. He's great. And she's hitchhiking with, I didn't get his name, but a Bible salesman. I don't think yeah. we ever get his name. Yeah. I think she just refers to him as the Bible salesman. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. He might be in the yeah. credits or something. Um, but, yeah. but yeah. And he's kind of a creep. He's like, how, not how, how, kind how of. He's a creep. <laughs> he's a creep. Big time creep. He is a creep. He's uh, a caric- caricature. Yeah. He's like, how far down the road are you going, darling? And like, hand on her thigh. And she fucking moves it. She's like, I'll ride with you as long as you can keep your hands off me. He's like, what was that? And she's like, as far as you want to take me. And then he asks her, you know, some little, again, backstory. She's hitching. He's like, oh, yeah, I've been, you know, on the road myself for like 10 years, whatever. And she's like, shut up. (laughs) Shut up. There's a radio broadcast on. And it's like the plot where they're warning people to stay off the highways because machines seem to have become sentient and are trying to kill us all. And uh, she makes him pull off uh, into the Dixie Boy, uh, which he's not thrilled about. But... Ever the salesman, he takes it as an opportunity to try and sell uh, some people some Bibles. That's right. I believe while drinking Miller, but I could be wrong. Over a high life. Yeah. Are you looking... Yeah, he uh, might be Camp Loman. Who knows? Played by Christopher Murney. I'm not sure. There's a bunch of white guys in this. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much right after that, uh, we're introduced to uh, Kurt and Connie. So I did want to mention that uh when laura harrington gets out of the car and stuff like that she's muttering eat my shorts eat my shorts is she really yeah oh i did you not didn't catch, catch that, that. Oh, okay no yeah. i did not that's good um because uh what's the wife's name connie connie yardley yeah. smith yeah it's played by yardley smith who's the voice of lisa simpson that's right so. she's really funny in this too she's oh really, yeah she's like a real like shit kicker kind of like just like nagging kurt who I, I honestly expected Kurt to die, like, Definitely. real fast. I was like, he looks familiar. What do I know him from? And I looked him up on IMDb, and I don't know him from anything. So maybe he's just going to get, you know, he's going to bite it. But 
he does okay. Yeah, they're at a different gas station or whatever, and everything there is a bloodbath. He almost gets run over by like a pickup truck. Yeah. Or uh, yeah. Oh, tow truck. Tow truck. Yeah. Yeah. And um, then they fucking haul ass out of there, and then a little later on the highway down the road, that's when a truck tries to run them off the road. She puts her seatbelt on. Uh, and then just as they're, like, pulling into the Dixie Boy, a, a fucking truck hits them and flips their car. Yeah. They had an eventful day, and they're just married. Oh, yeah. Their car is covered in the, the just married uh, traditional graffiti. At least they weren't just buried. hi o. Boom. <laughs> boom. You can't boom that. <laughs> Watch me. The kid's on the bike. We didn't mention that right before the, the lawnmower, like, starts to chase him, he's hiding out because there's the Mighty Tasty ice cream truck. Yeah, the, the Mighty just, Tasty. Yeah, kid's hiding from it because he heard it coming because it's, uh... Planet's Jingle. Yeah, and he's, uh, good at detecting traps, apparently. Yeah, he's yeah. good. Like, yeah. he, he immediately takes evasive maneuvers. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, shit. He, he's on, he's like, as, as I'm sure a Stephen King character would say, on the trolley. Like, yeah. he's like, oh, shit, I don't know how I know this, but all the machines are trying to kill me. <laughs> he just pieced it together yeah. and was like, I don't trust any machines. And every time something showed up, he dove for cover until it was gone. A lesser kid would have run to the ice cream truck. <laughs> yes, a lesser, fatter kid. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, that fucking that truck should have been full of the bodies of dead, fat children. Put <laughs> uh, that in the remake. Yeah. yeah. That's uh, one, of, one of the creepier moments, the, the ice cream truck. Yeah, yeah, because like, I, I mean, yeah, because it's so ostensibly wholesome. Yeah, and just you know, it's like, and, it's like the also, kid catcher and Chi Chi Bang Bang. Yeah, but like honestly, like it's like Pennywise. It's like it's a yeah. clown. Yeah, but oh, it's unsettling. And yeah, the music just in this otherwise completely empty and quiet. It acts like the Jaws music, except it's like deep, 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 like whatever. Actually, apparently, it's playing a like instrumental version of King of the Road. Yeah, is it really? Yeah. Oh, that's great. That's hilarious. So this is where I have that Duncan gets blinded by Diesel, but it might have happened earlier. I thought it was earlier. You, you might be right, because I also wrote that he says he must go find his boy, and I know he was recuperating for a while before that, so... Now he, he's sort of like, you know, he's been resting up, and now he's like, I have to go get my boy. Which then I was like, oh, that it's gotta be number three. Yeah. But at no point was any of this, like, alluded to or whatever. Right. Yeah. Like, I, unless I missed it, but, like, there's no line of, like, oh, I gotta go pick my son up after baseball practice soon or whatever you know or like oh whatever hey uh wanda dink's gonna be coming by later you know if you want <laughs> what, what's his name deke deke's gonna be okay in the remake Duncan father and Duncan. son are played by doink and dink okay <laughs> but yeah just a little expository dialogue to yeah. prep that because uh, again like i i think that was the reason why we did the bridge was to have some early carnage and to kind of show you how some of this works yeah. and you should be doing that for everything <laughs> Duncan gets killed by a trash hauling truck. Yeah. Not a garbage truck, but yeah. What was uh, it? That it's says Zeke's trash truck. Zeke, yeah. Zeke's trash. Everybody's going like, hey, Duncan, you can barely see. Emilio Estevez is straight up like, how many fingers am I holding up? Is it four? Is it six? And he's like, I got some double vision, but it's getting better. And he just like, yeah, shambles across this parking lot. I guess His he's going His eyes gonna... are so red, man. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And and then he gets fucking, again, splattered by uh, yep. Zeke's trash truck. It seems like they're about to set him up for something. Yeah. Like heroic. Yeah. Like he's going to go somewhere. Yeah. Nope. <laughs> and then the Zeke's truck, truck hits the Bible salesman's car. This is while he's selling Bibles. And uh, he, again, he thinks it's a drunk. He's like, you drunk asshole. Oh, you drunk son of a bitch. You drunk son of a bitch. Then he goes outside. He he's runs like, out. He's like, I'm going to tear him off, boy. I'm going to tear him off, boy. 
Um, He's got the best lines. Yeah, and and Emilio Estevez runs out to try and drag him back in because Emilio Estevez is starting, I think, to piece it together. He's like, come on, you happy asshole. (laughs) You happy asshole. (laughs) (laughs) All all good dialogue. Uh, He he says, you want to rock and roll with me, puss bag? (laughs) God. Oh god! I and then there, there's there's a a bit of stunt work where he clearly is throwing himself against the back of the truck. Yeah, yeah. It, the, the it's the truck is backing into him, but the actual shot is just this guy like jumping in shoulder first into the back of the truck, and then a stunt man like flying over a guardrail into a ditch where they leave him for dead. Now, to be fair, there's a lot of for un- like twelve hours. Yeah, too. like he was a piece of shit though. Yeah, he yeah. sucked. He totally sucked. And there's a lot of, as you mentioned, there's a lot of blood on the back of the truck, like an unnecessary amount of blood. Where I was like, no, no way. From that hit, did, did that much blood come out of you? Yeah, I thought that that uh, was the no, the, the the toys truck because I thought the blood was on the clown. It was. Oh, yeah. oh, okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. The garbage truck. Gets the garbage truck dad. fucks his car up and kills yeah. Duncan, and right. then the t- the happy toys truck backs into him. Yes, yep. you're right. Yeah, but yeah, they just leave him in that ditch. Like it doesn't look like that bad of a hit, but yeah. they're like, let's not check on it. <laughs> The truck God will assert. save him. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there is a shot of the truck just like driving over the case of that says "Holy Bible." Yeah. <laughs> subtle, yeah. subtle movement. Oh, Stephen King, you're the best. <laughs> He's usually a little more subtle than that. Yeah, a little. Well, there is also later a shot of Jesus like in a mural with On ACDC just fucking yeah blasting. <laughs> oh yeah, like, it's the Last Supper is like part of the jukebox. Yes. Is it part of the jukebox? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even realize yeah. that. I just it, thought it was the panel above like oh, that's where so you make funny. your selections. God, that's even better. And I was like, what a weird set piece. What a cool jukebox. <laughs> <laughs> the trucks start circling like sharks. Yep. Which they apparently do 24/7. Yeah. While we were watching the movie, we talked about how if Kurt and Connie had a child, it would have been Haley Joel Osment. Yeah, Kurt kind of looks like him in the face, except his cheeks are, like, less pronounced. Haley Joel Osment has a round face. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. this guy is yeah. uh, very lean. Yeah. He has a Judge Reinhold quality to him. That's who he uh-huh. looks like. He kind of, yeah, like, uh, later on, I was like, oh, he, one of the night shots. Yeah. Something about the way he was lit. I was like, he kind of looks like Judge Reinhold. But he didn't up until that point, and then I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. But so I guess if anyone was casting a movie and you needed a father, a mother, and an adult son, Yardley Smith, Judge Reinhold, Haley Joel Osment. Yeah. Free casting take, advice. Yeah, take a note. <laughs> They're not going to put Haley Joel Osment in anything. <laughs> Why not? He's an actor. He yeah. was just in The Boys. We just saw him in The Boys. It's true. But. He's good too. Oh yeah, he really was. Yeah, I think, it's, like, I think it's if he wants to work. Because I thought it was that he was like, you know, a popular child actor and then much like a lot of the Culkins, everybody was just kind of like, meh. No, no. He, uh. He fucked off to, like, a ranch somewhere. I'm going to say oh, Montana, but I don't know. Where he just smokes a ton of weed and lives off his residuals. Oh. All right. Go That's on. That's what I've yeah. heard now. I was like, yeah, he's just doing what he wants to do. All right, cool. Yeah, so I think it's just he works when he wants to work. Because he mostly does TV stuff, because I think it's shorter. Oh, okay. Because he was on um, an episode of Always Sunny, too. Was he? Or no, it wasn't an episode. He was in the commercial one, one, like one year to advertise the new season. They did like a fake commercial with celebrities playing them. Oh. And he was Mac. That, then that's not I'm even sure. doing TV. That's. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But like, like everyone. A day, oh, maybe two. But he's done, uh, I think some of the, um, like funny or die videos and stuff. He's oh, popped okay. up in. All right. But yeah. Yeah. Then yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. Get, get on with yourself. This is when Kurt and Connie actually arrive. The Dixie boy, or their car flips over and they are rescued by. <laughs> Uh, Emilio Estevez and Brett 
And then as they're all four of them running back to the Dixie Boy, fucking Bubba comes out with a rocket launcher out of nowhere. A rocket launcher that had not been set up at all. And he just fires a rocket directly at them, forcing all of them to dive into the dirt so they are not immediately blown up. And blows this truck up, which is very cool. Well, it seems like a little, like, handheld thing, so maybe you don't need to do a lot to it. It's basically just, like... No, no, I just mean it wasn't set up in the movie. Oh, like, at no I point, see. At it was no not point, established. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's yes. no, like... Because, like, there's a scene in his office when he's trying to get Emilio yeah. Estevez to agree to the yeah. fucking time card fraud. Yeah. Where he could have had a photo on his desk of him with a bunch of... <laughs> <laughs> a heart-shaped frame. It's him and, like, uh. munitions. But no... Yeah. And all, right. all of a sudden he just appears in the doorway of this diner with a goddamn rocket launcher. Yeah, I it's thought great. when you said it wasn't set up that you were like, it didn't have the tripod or Oh, whatever. no, no, yeah, it's a little <laughs> shoulder mount or whatever. Yeah. Um, but I was like, all right, this is this is what, this this is where this movie is going. I am for it. Yeah. <laughs> We've now added rocket launchers, which rocket launchers don't have a motor that can, like... <laughs> It's not entirely consistent. It's because like that machine gun fires on its own and tries to kill them, but the rocket launcher is never like there's never like that rocket launcher lying on the table like slowly positioning itself to blow up Bubba. That would be a great scene. That would. Yeah, I don't know. I Man, think... actually, that would be great in a remake. It would be a thing that would be fine for a regular audience, but like people who have seen the original would be like, oh yeah, Bubba. Like Bubba's like, I got all my, I got all these rocket launchers. Hey, I never told you I fucking store munitions in the basement, but. It'd be great if, like, everybody's like, oh, cool, now we're going to see Bubba's rocket launcher. going to blow a bunch of trucks. And just immediately the rocket launchers just start killing everybody and everybody up. Cool. People are like, shit, not where I expected this to go. Subvert expectations. That's right. Curveballs. I don't know how rocket launchers actually work, so... They launch rockets? That's well, all I know. No, but I mean, like, what the mechanics are. Well, but, I mean, I'm just saying, a gun fired itself. Yeah, it's true. Although, it was mounted on a truck. It was mounted on a truck. Maybe it's proximity to trucks. Yeah. Is what, what does it? I don't know. So, they do blow up two trucks. It's uh, it's whichever one was going to, you know, run them down initially. Which might have been the garbage truck. I'm not sure. Um, I thought the garbage truck was destroyed earlier, but I'm not sure. And then the other one is a toilet paper truck. So, there's just like flaming this rolls. explosion yeah. of flaming toilet paper into the sky. And then it rains down and it's really fun. Yeah. It's a good debris. Flaming toilet paper makes good debris. Yeah. Must have been a bitch to clean up, like, after all of a sudden done. Because it's just fucking, like, atomized. Like, it's just everywhere. Yeah. He didn't I mean, that. it's environmental disaster. I mean, it was in the 80s in North Carolina, so you probably could have left it. <laughs> wow. I mean, you're not wrong. It was a, it was a simpler time. <laughs> right? It's still there. It's still day. there. Go, go, own a piece of history. <laughs> this is when we see Brett has a boot razor. The boot razor. Uh, which she calls, uh, or well, Amelia Straight Estevez. Straight razor, yeah. Yeah. Straight razor, uh, which yeah. Amelia Estevez calls uh, Mother's Helper. Yeah. At one point while we were watching this, I speculated that, like, it would have been great if, if ACDC had done an entire concept album just about this movie uh-huh because uh, i was like mother's helper about a straight razor in your boot that's a great acdc song just waiting to be written it's right there it's right there and they should have just plucked it from the tree uh oh she also has the titular line yeah i don't remember the lead up <laughs> you're you're looking at me like say oh, yeah. it and i'm oh, like oh uh, you usually love the titular line so i figured you had it like She's just talking about, like, I'm trying to go down to Florida, except everything decided to go into maximum overdrive. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, but you usually... Roughly that is what she said. Also, man, like, this fucking scene is so stilted, and it 
then yeah. keeps happening. Like anytime any characters are like talking to each other, it's painful. So Emilio Estevez, who I usually don't really, I mean, I'm, I would never say, like, oh, he's a great actor or whatever, but, like, I never really have a problem with him in most things, but he's really stiff in this. Like, real. at one point, while we were watching it, I described him as if Dashiell Hammett wrote Forrest Gump, because it's that kind of, de- like, delivery of that kind of dialogue, where he says stuff where he, it sounds like it's supposed to be, like, pithy and, you know, yeah, cool, you know, dialogue, and, but then you think about it, you're like, nah, it just doesn't mean anything. <laughs> and, like, yeah, uh, so what was the one thing where... When they're circling, the trucks are circling. Yeah. It was, uh, maybe tomorrow it'll be our world again. Yeah, and he yeah. goes, was it ever? And I'm like, oh, that's kind of... Wait, no, yeah, it definitely was. Yes, it was human's world. For, like, a long time, comparatively, machines, in the scope of human existence, machines are a relatively new invention. Again, depending on how you define machines. Yeah, I mean, if you're talking simple machines, then no. Yeah, no. Water, he- water wheels and things. Yeah, but in here, the, <laughs> the, pul- the pulleys are not attacking. It is things Complex like machines, yeah. yeah, yeah. Motors. So yeah, motors are a relatively new creation, all things considered. So yes, for a long time, it was our world, Emilio Estevez. And before us, it was the dinosaurs. Yes. And they were killed by machines. No. Rocket launchers. Yeah, a comet. By a comet. They were killed by a comet because the comet showed up and made all their machines kill them. Oh, you... That's... You never saw that? That's how the Flintstones ends. (laughs) God... It's all the baby elephant vacuum cleaners just revolting and murdering the dinosaurs. Yeah, I was, I was going to say, like, yeah, wait, the, the Flintstones, they don't have machines. They have uh, yeah. just other animals doing <laughs> Enslaved stuff. sentient yeah. animals that could speak. Yeah. And they revolted so, so and they killed the dinosaurs. That's what he's going for with this, though, the enslaved by technology. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. just really... Uh, it, it doesn't... It's not... No, like, to build a visual off the phrase, hit the nail on the head, there's a board, there's a nail in it. It's clearly been hit once or twice, but, like, glancing blows and the nail's kind of bent, and there's a lot of dents in the wood around the nail. So, like, Wanda the waitress keeps yelling at the vehicles, the trucks, We made made you! you! She says, have some respect? Is that what she says? Yeah. Did she say that? Something. (laughs) Have some decency or something. Yeah, something to that effect, yeah. I have it written down. Oh, how how about some loyalty? Yeah. (laughs) And then I'm pretty sure she says, you pukey things, which I was like, it's an interesting yeah, she runs out to yell at them two Twice. different occasions. And here's the thing. The first time it's forgivable because it's been a stressful day and she is fucking lit. Oh, yeah. <laughs> She's hammered. Every, She's like Everybody a, is pre- like a couple 40s through their night. With There's no high. 40s. It's all Miller. Highland. Yeah. I yeah. thought it was the big ones, though. Maybe it's a liter or oh, whatever the fuck. Maybe some of them had the big ones. She definitely is pounding like just a regular like bottle of Miller on the table. No, she's pounding. The, really? Yeah. It's a regular. No, the High Lifes have really skinny necks, so to have it be that wide, it's... Oh. She actually has really small hands. She has tiny. So it just looks like... Uh-huh. <laughs> that's, what they, that's what they say. But Get yeah. you a waitress with small hands. That's right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes your dinner look larger. <laughs> <laughs> This is when we find out about Bubba's gun stash. Yeah, we Emilio, actually... Emilio Estevez, motherfucker. One of the, like, mechanic guys that works at the gas station there is in the in the men's room taking a crap. And Emilio Estevez is not only talking to him, like, grilling him for information about, like, hey, where'd that rocket launcher come from while this guy's taking a crap? But then he, like, just straight up peers over the top of the stall door at him. And I'm like, man, like, <laughs> stop. <laughs> just stop. Stop it, Bill Robinson. Yeah, also around... Danger, Bill Robinson. (laughs) (laughs) 
also around here we had one of the few like music things that wasn't ACDC, which was the kid still trying to bike his way to the truck stop, and uh, <laughs> there's the plane. Yeah, uh, but the, it's a little like Piper or something like a little thing yeah, the plane. Yeah, uh, but the music with it is Ride of the Valkyries. Yeah, it's, it cut really to funny. like inside the cockpit shot. It's like dun, 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 dun. it's great. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's just really, flying itself. It's also really funny. Like that's a really funny cutaway. Yeah. Yeah. It's kind of in North by Northwest. Kind of. Oh, it would be so great if that was like it buzzed over the kid and the kid dove like off his bike into like a wheat field. That would right. be really good. Damn. Write that down. Didn't yeah, that's that. going in the remake too. Yeah. We don't have to cut all this out. This is getting good. <laughs> Guys, we're, we're gonna. Uh, we know Carter too. He's an actor. Yeah. He can we play. We know one actor. We know one actor. I'm sure he knows other actors. Oh, phone tree. No Got actor it. exists in a vacuum. <laughs> you can do a nutty professor too. thing, <laughs> where he plays all the. Yeah. Oh. all the characters. Yeah. <laughs> they're all in fat suits. <laughs> He's also... <laughs> the clumps. <laughs> He's also at least three trucks. He's <laughs> playing all the trucks. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, this is uh, Carter's sound test. Meep. Meep, <laughs> meep, meep. Does he know Morse code? Vroom. He can learn it. He's pretty, <laughs> pretty smart. He's a pretty smart guy. Uh... Do you guys ever see those, like, it was from, like, a Comic-Con or one of the conventions, and somebody made a functioning, transforming Transformers costume? Oh, there's been a couple of things like that. There was, like, a viral internet video of, like, three kids, all as different Transformers. They go down, and, you know, one's a truck and one's a sports car and something else. Oh, but see, yeah. I didn't see that. But, yeah, there's yeah. one There's one video of, like, a guy, it's hard to explain, but, like, he's got functioning wheels. Oh. Like, he's got, like, a bar across his chest and one across, like, his, uh, maybe his hips. Yeah, the kids did not have that. But, like, so when he, like, crouches down the right, or maybe it's across, like, on his knees or something, but so uh-huh. when, he, when he crouches down, it actually, like, rolls a little. Like, that's it's crazy. real cool. So that's how we'd have to get that, hire that person to do our car costumes, and then Carter can uh, turn in all the trucks. Or whoever that person hired, because some of these cosplayers do not do their own costumes. Yeah, that's I true. said it. So, okay. Number three, Deke finally gets to across the street from the Dixie boy, but he can't get over there because the trucks are circling and he will 100% be run over and killed. So he just kind of is like laying low. He finds a, is that called a culvert? Yep. Yeah. But it's got a wire like grate across it that he can't pull off. Yeah. So he's sort of like looking around for another access point. And eventually he finds one, which we made a bunch of Shawshank Redemption jokes because there are two separate instances of crawling through sewers in this movie. And I thought for sure, because they happened back to back, I thought for sure they were going to meet. I think technically it's three because he's going through that drainage ditch to get across the yeah. highway. Will and um, Curtis. Bill and Curtis. Bill yeah. and Curtis are going to try and do a under rescue mission sewer, for yeah. Bible uh, under Guy. Under showers, I mean, yeah. Yeah. And then the third one would be when everybody's trying to leave the truck stop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, that, yeah, that's true. Yeah. But I mean, like, those are two but separate, so. um, separate sewer drain things. Sure. Initially, it's Deke going into this, like, culvert. Yeah. thing then almost immediately the next scene is them yeah. all deciding like oh under the showers is a drain and we'll use that to get out across you know to where the uh, bible salesman is because they heard he started yelling yeah he woke <laughs> up and was yelling yeah like um monty python the holy grail he's like i'm not dead <laughs> <laughs> and they for some reason decided to go rescue him so i thought oh they're gonna meet I like also, in a pipe like 
I also I thought there was going to be like a you know like a jump scare like they're like crawling along and then like all of a sudden like ah I've seen it before and I thought that was going to happen yeah it just makes sense but it doesn't happen I also wasn't entirely sure that it wasn't a ruse by the trucks somehow oh the voice yeah well yeah because when Deke crawls out of the other side he's in the drainage ditch with the Bible salesman's body and the guy's lying there eyes open unresponsive Deke is like waving his hand in his face he's like you're okay mister he's like shaking him <laughs> and the guy's not responding at all and so I was like oh maybe the trucks are like it's like Predator yeah like it's like the end of Predator where the Predator's like and then it starts sounding like Schwarzenegger and it's like what the hell are you and it's like trying to you know and you're like oh shit it's starting to sound like us yeah also like a lot of them would have radios or whatever yeah so it probably wouldn't sound like it would have some fuzz to it and this definitely sounded like a human yelling yeah but yeah but well, anyway. later the burger was it called lean burger or yep. whatever um i i have it burger lean burger lean yeah um yeah the burger lean drive through speaker just starts going like humans here humans here yeah <laughs> i'm sure that's not a menu item so yeah theoretically yeah any of these trucks which all have to have cb radios in them they mm-hmm. could all just be like we're coming to kill you yeah pump gas please now you will not be harmed feed me feed me yeah that's what in the remake depending on what company wants to finance it we could have somebody set up that like oh yeah you want to watch like whatever movie i have like ten thousand movies downloaded to my uh computer and then the computer can just play like dialogue clips from other movies to convey plot points so it could be like feed me seymour and then like it's like feed you feed you what and it's like the line from um mad max where it's like just walk away from the gasoline so it's like feed me what gasoline oh, is that the... thunderdome uh yeah thunderdome it's barter town yeah you run barter town you run barter town. or the beginning of everly hillbillies black gold texas, texas tea. tea yeah that'd be fucking great oh yeah this is good this ridiculous remake of this amazingly ridiculous movie is getting real good stephen king also if we make this and you want to have a cameo pay whatever you ask you're the best we love you we please show up we, we haven't had any cocaine but we have had a lot of coffee oh he could actually play himself yeah it's the same thing he goes to an atm and it's like you're an asshole and he's like hey this was in a movie i wrote <laughs> <laughs> oh god i really want to make this happen now <laughs> they're uh gonna do a you know rescue mission for oh before the rescue mission billy and brett do it yeah i don't care i I stopped writing about them like after the the... (laughs) no it's so flat Uh, but then she immediately upon getting there after he checks out the truck and sees that um the 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 happy toys truck is empty she is straight up like did you find anything he's like no she's like you're cute and i was like jesus christ yeah (laughs) Yeah, she gets right to it yeah set, set it up or anything no, she just like is like, you're cute. And he's That's like, oh, fun. yeah? And she's like, not that cute. And I'm like, yeah, you're that cute or you wouldn't have said anything. People who are just like mildly cute, you don't go out of your way to be like, you're almost vaguely cute. <laughs> That's just rude. Just rude, Brett. I don't know. Maybe those like dudes that do the nagging. Oh, yeah. They'd be like, you, <laughs> so you could think be she cute. was nagging him? Maybe. She's like, you're almost cute. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, do you like my audacious hat? Yeah. No, that's her flair is her fucking the boot racer. <laughs> Oh. Instead of an audacious hat, she's got a boot razor. Yeah. He's like, ooh, what an interesting person. She was wearing a hat at first. Yeah, she was. She showed up and then, like, was she was wearing something in the car and then got out of the car. And the next time we see her, she had, like, a weird white, like, long sleeve thing over top all of a sudden. And I was like, wait, what? Uh, I don't know. It was just weird. Like, it was like yeah. a costume change for no reason off screen where I was, it just was confusing. Because, like, in the far shot, I didn't think it was her. Because he's also, like, she's just wearing jeans and then this, like, white shirt. And I was like, oh, is that somebody else who works at the diner or something? But, like, 
then it cut up it cut close up and i was like oh yeah it's her that's before the other costume change right when she had yeah the, the bible salesman uh, yeah salesman. yeah after the bible salesman gets uh gets well not killed but killed um after she's they like, think he's killed yeah. yeah she's like uh she he touched me and i don't want to have any i can't stand the thought of having any of his residue on me now that he's dead but also he's gross so fuck him. yeah but yeah they do a lot of like I guess like story in this scene like the this is when we see like the legally not aurora borealis of the comet tail in the sky and she straight up says like i think it's the comet tail doing this yeah this guy's a weird green color yeah yeah and i'm mean, whatever i mean yeah you're right like but none of it really really matters and then we get the diegetic and non-diegetic acdc uh, yeah. because the jukebox briefly plays acdc before it like just shorts out and explodes yeah malfunctions and explodes yeah i guess to tell them to like not enjoy themselves the yeah. the, the vehicles are like the machines are like no no acdc for you you don't get acdc that's for us that's yeah. ours now. i think also the lights flick out yeah yeah, yeah the too. lights go off so yeah basically it everything's just being as inhospitable as possible and i think this is the maybe tomorrow will be our world again scene. yeah then they go on a rescue mission because they hear that dick yeah pipe up again yeah from his ditch um and as they're gonna go uh it's 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 gonna be um curtis and bill again as we said and as they're leaving connie runs up and she's like curtis don't make me a widow on my wedding day which is a really good line of dialogue it's yeah. really good i really liked it and and yarley smith does it you know delivers it very well yeah she had some of the best stuff yeah she's a lot of fun as a, as a character she's really fun yeah um also is she i'm right she totally is giving him a hand job in the booth right oh it's the other way around oh really yeah. So, somebody's touching somebody because yeah. they had like a yeah they had the coat pulled coat across themselves yeah. yeah and at first yeah at first i thought he was he was uh diddling her but then he like jerks yeah i don't know man because also like but it's like guys i get it's your wedding but if, also like this is in a this is in a public diner booth and the world is in jeopardy yeah. like well so up. bill you and brett should have given them the back room yeah i mean it's everybody their wedding day come yeah. on hey they let duncan lay there after he was blinded by diesel fuel yeah but they're clearly not squeamish yeah. about letting people like yeah. lie in their bed. There's already all kinds of liquid debris in that bed. Just liquid debris. Yeah. Oh, what a disgusting phrase. Yeah, you got the the gasoline and sure whatever the heck else happened there. Um, you know whatever the hell else. A load of joy or whatever. A load of joy. <laughs> Good one. That's, there's a tagline. <laughs> there you go. That should have been some fucking every film uh, every film critic that saw this fucked up by not having that be the pull quote on the box <laughs> it's a real load of joy in quotes <laughs> roger ebert uh, <laughs> i mean it wasn't very well received critically no. so uh i'm sure they're calling it a load of something yeah i just like yeah. it's it's so fun i get i mean yeah it is bad it's not it doesn't hold up to any kind of real scrutiny and the acting is bad but it's so much fun it's a lot of fun yeah i am gonna hold off yeah yeah, until yeah. We're doing weighing in until the end but, but yeah. yeah they're going on their rescue mission acdc for those about to rock yeah starts and it's great it's very fun one of hunter's favorites it's a, yeah it's a good one and then yeah it's, it's bill and curtis in the sewer it's more we made, <laughs> made more shawshank jokes the recurring theme yeah with Stephen mm. King, yeah, he lo- he's Curtis in the rear making fun. Oh yeah, he's the just whole like time. yeah, like Emilio Estevez like splashes some of the shower drain like water splashes up. He's like, <laughs> how's it taste? And yeah. I'm just like Curtis, fucking chill the fuck out, dude. Yeah. We're on a rescue mission. Everything's awful. Please don't draw attention to the fact that I just splashed myself in the face with God knows what yeah. under the Truck under the shower. Sauce. Yeah, shower. yeah, trucker shower detritus. Detritus. What was it? Liquid debris. I believe it's detritus. liquid debris. Liquid yeah. debris. Yeah. Liquid debris. <laughs> it is a bad color. 
It is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. They go out there, the uh, the Bible salesman, again, appears dead when Deke is trying to wake him up, and then as soon as Deke tries to crawl away, he, like, grabs his ankle, and he's like, drag me, drag me out of here. And he's like, I can't, you're too heavy. And he's like, if you don't get me out of here, I'll kill you. And then I guess immediately after that drops dead, because nothing happens to him, but right after that, when Emilio Estevez and uh, Curtis, when they uh, Bill and Curtis show up, they're like, he's dead, come on! <laughs> they just leave him in the ditch again. Yeah. Although maybe they're just like, fuck him. I wasn't, <laughs> like, hey, it's Deke! I wasn't sure how that all, like, happened or whatever. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Yeah. So they run, they make a break for it back, you know, they, they go through the sewer or whatever, I think, right back to the shower, and then they make a break back for uh, for the yeah. diner. Yeah, um, they retrace the steps. And uh, when they're in the showers, Deke is like, hey, where's my dad? And he's like, is my dad okay? Yeah, and, and Bill takes this opportunity to not fucking tell him. Yeah, he's like, uh, we'll come on, let's we'll talk, go. We'll talk about it. Yeah. yeah. Um, then they make a break for it. Which, uh, yeah, basically means, no, he's not. <laughs> but I want to tell you in front of everyone. Yeah, well, yeah. She's like, that's where you want to find out horrible news. <laughs> in front of as many people as possible. Then Bubba, another rocket launcher, saves them again, blows up what turns out to be a milk truck. Yeah. Because uh, then we get a good cut back shot of sp- <laughs> spilled milk. Well, the kid is crying. The kid is weeping. Because <laughs> yeah. his dad's Because he's finally told his dad is dead. If that's intentional, that's kind of callous, man. Oh, it's, no, it's funny. It's a joke. <laughs> it's, the ex- it's the exact same kind of like, oh, if you get this, you'll think it's funny. If you don't get it, it doesn't matter. Thing is having the Blur song in Baby Driver oh, followed God. by the Focus song. I can't oh, believe... Shit. Yeah, they have a song Connor. by Blur, and that song Hocus Pocus by yeah, Focus. Hocus Pocus by Focus. That song is so good. It's the best yodeling ever. Yeah. It's the best rock yodeling of all time, easily. I, I cannot believe that you picked up on that when we saw that. I just happened to know both those songs, and I was like, oh, cool. And, like, the whole movie, I was I was like, oh, that's a song by this, a song by that. And I just, you know, because they were back-to-back, I was like, oh, yeah, Blur, Focus. Oh, that's funny. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know if that's intentional, but I found it amusing. It probably is. Yeah. It's Edgar probably, Wright's a big it's probably nerd. probably soundtrack humor because yeah. Edgar Wright's a big nerd. Yeah. yeah. So the way that Deke finds out his dad is dead is Hendershot says, he's like, what happened to my dad? And Hendershot says, he done got scrubbed by one of them big boys. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then Brett slaps him in the face and says, here's a bit of advice from the road twitch. And I, my note is just... Road Twitch question mark, and it's got a big box drawn around it. Cause I'm like, don't forget to be like, what? Because, yeah, I, I'm not familiar with Road Twitch. I've never heard. Granted, I didn't spend a lot of time hitching or anything. But, like, I don't know. Hitchhiking comes up a lot in books, movies, like, whatever. I've never heard the phrase Road Twitch. So maybe it's, like, trucker slang? It's a regional thing. It's yeah, it might, honestly, it might be. It's like um, bubble juice. Bubble juice, yeah. Twitch can be slang for a slut. Okay. So... So she's like, she's saying she's a road slut. Maybe. She's being self-deprecating. Possibly. Okay. I mean, that's fine. That's fair. I just had never heard Twitch as a slang. Yeah. Anyway. So then a a bulldozer and that machine gun cart that we described show up. They called it a specialist. (laughs) The bulldozer to fuck up the... The the, diner. The Dixie Boy, yeah. So this is my biggest question mark of the whole movie is what the bulldozer does, besides like move one of the truck corpses i guess you could say out of the way is to push bubba's, bubba's car. car into the diner but couldn't the car wouldn't the car have just turned itself on and driven itself into the diner maybe it's busted or out of gas or something who knows maybe 
they could have had a scene where it's like, oh, you know, the the engine crapped out on me or whatever. Yeah, both yeah. the axles broke. <laughs> Anything. Yeah. But yeah, no. Although also, like, not everybody's cars freak out. Right, but I mean, that's also that's a problem. An, yeah. yeah. A <laughs> little bit, yeah. Maybe like, it was just a fuck you. Yeah, maybe. Fuck your stupid car. We don't, yeah. we don't even give a shit. We'll kill our own man, basically. So yeah. it's that. Mm. it's like when the bad guy like shoots his like you know number two in the back of the head just to show that he's a badass now i'm the only pilot yeah (laughs) Yeah. exactly uh so hender hendershot is so mad about the destruction of his car and his diner that completely ignoring the fact that a machine gun mounted on like a five foot tall pole on the back of a cart has also driven up he just goes outside to, like, another rocket launcher to lay waste to, uh, I guess, the bulldozer. I don't know who he's going to go after, but that fucking no, machine does, gun cuts him down. He does shoot the bulldozer, although it doesn't destroy it. It just takes the cab off. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, it does just blow the... It's a fucking bulldozer. Yeah. It's heavy duty. Yeah. If I've seen it's one action movie... Bumps. If I've seen one action movie, I'm sure somebody shoots at construction equipment in it, and it does nothing. That's in everything. That's yeah. in that, um... They're Casino like a Royale. step down from a tank. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's basically a tank that we use to build buildings rather than... It's like a reverse tank. The old reverse tank. The old reverse tank. They never see it coming. Yeah. Diagonally. Pretty sneaky, sis. <laughs> um, that's my Connect Four commercial reference. Uh-huh. <laughs> Call us. Yeah. So, yeah, we've already speculated that the trucks will run out of gas, but now the trucks reveal that they know Morse code, and luckily, of all the people, Deke knows Morse code because he just got a badge in it, he says... And he writes down what they say, and it's someone... Yeah, man, Deke does Little League, and he's a scout. Yeah. And a decent scout, because he's getting badges and not just sitting on his ass. Yeah. Because I know plenty of people that Deke didn't is the really hero get a lot of this, badges. Deke is the hero that the Dixie Boy deserves. Yeah, man. He did show up just in time. He did. He's great. He writes it down. It says something like, someone will pump gas. Someone will not be harmed. Yeah. Uh, and then it says, like, this must happen immediately or you will all die, or something to that yeah. effect. Yeah. So then they realize, like, all right, I guess we gotta, you know, Bill says, oh, I'll go turn the pumps on, and somebody points out, like, well, we don't have, even have power, how's that gonna work? And all the power comes back on, which, again, proves that the machines can hear you. Yeah. Well, also, I found it funny that, like, it's it's the machine gun is uh, doing the, the Morse code, and I'm like, is that because it's a military piece of equipment that oh. it knows Morse code and yeah. stuff? Yeah, that is makes that sense. Some, that actually makes sense, Is that yeah. some world building? Yeah. That's good, good, good thinking. I didn't even think about that. I don't know. Maybe I'm on the same <laughs> coked out wavelength. <laughs> Maybe. We've, we've been drinking coffee all morning, so yeah. you're getting there. Then we yep, have yep, the... Yep, 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 Um, Jan, man. Um, <laughs> snuck in my little Tarantino. <laughs> uh-huh. useless. God. Cutting that out. Um, then we have the fuel montage of them refueling all the trucks and, like, all their... To tr- hell's bells. To hell's bells, yes. Uh, and all their truck friends, too. It's like fucking... It's like spring break. Like, they're... <laughs> lined up down the highway to go get refueled and it's like an all-day thing and they finally run out of fuel and and bill's like oh man that's it got nothing else you're shit out of luck and then uh <laughs> it's really it's good and it, i get it but like it's very funny to see is yeah. this truck's like honking yeah, at the him truck's honking at him and then starts like inching up to him and sort of like corralling him kind of the way like a horse would like nudge you with its nose kind yeah. of but it's a truck and it starts by like bumping him in the chest like a bro trying to fight you outside of a bar. Yeah. <laughs> so like I was like, dude, if he fights a truck, that's gonna be the best. 
because yeah, he's gonna lose immediately. Truck's like, "Why are you holding out on me?" And he's like, "There's literally no more." And Truck's like, "Come on, man. Come on, Come bro. On, man. Yeah. Come on, bro. You know I'm good for it." Yeah. Uh, and then, but what what's happening is he's steering Bill over to where uh, like the fuel intake is because it's a fuel truck, and Bill puts it together. He's like, "Oh, right." And then he takes the fucking fuel hose off and puts it in and starts refilling their fuel tanks so they can keep refueling. And then he kind of has a breakdown. Yeah. He just, like, loses it. So when Frankie Faison, who's the only black guy in the whole movie, he's credited as Handy. He's, I guess, the handyman, I'm assuming. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe he's a male prostitute. Who knows? But he comes up. Frankie Faison, I mean, he's been in a bunch of stuff, but I always recognize him from, um, he's in all the Hannibal Lecter, like, movies. He's in Silence of the Lambs and yeah. Red Dragon and all that stuff. He always plays, yeah, the same same guy. Wasn't he driving the toys truck? Yes. Yes, yeah, he's the, yeah. he's driving the happy yeah. toys truck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, again, that's, like, at the very beginning. Of the yeah, movie. that's right. Yeah. He but must yeah. have been a hot wire champion. <laughs> <laughs> but he's like, come on. It's, come on, Bill. And he's, like, patting him on the back. He's like, it's, it's fine. Let, let the trucks fuel up and you go lay down. But as they're walking past, like, the fucking machine gun is, like, keeping its eye on them, kind of, like, keeping pointed at them. <laughs> Which just made me laugh every time. Every time it was, like, watching them, it made me laugh. Well, and I think it's not just watching them, it's threatening them. Yeah, yeah but I mean, yeah, it's but it would do that all the time, done. like it always, yeah. yeah. And I, that just made me laugh every time. Because like, it could easily just click over and like, whatever, but it's like constantly just keeping them scoped. So he lays down and kind of passes out, mm-hmm. and it's just like the next day, right? I think so. Like it's just kind of, I don't know. They, they kept they refueling had, stuff, and then They he... had some dialogue that I didn't care about. Yeah, I mean, there's no, <laughs> nothing like important. Yeah. When he was all delirious? Yeah. Yeah. I didn't catch any of that. Yeah. Okay. He's yeah, just cause... sort of muttering about, like, see, maybe this is it. This is what we fucked up. We missed, like, a key piece of dialogue that explains everything and makes it all make sense. Yeah. I doubt it. I doubt it. <laughs> oh, he's saying, like, machines don't get tired, people get tired, and that's something they don't know. Mm. And so he, I, bas- I think basically he's saying, like, they're just going to, like, work us to death. Mm. And then move on to somewhere else with some other people and work them to death and whatever. Yeah. And so he's like, we gotta get out of here. And then he passes out. So then the next Re- thing... The, really, my next... it's a uh, proto-the-matrix situation where the humans become slaves to the machines. That's right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a parallel to Terminator 3, Rise of the Machines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the original Rise of the Machines. That's right. That's right. My next note just says hand grenade because oh, yeah. that's Bill's plan. Yeah. <laughs> he's talking... He gives the plane away in front of the... the, the Directly in truck. front of the truck, which, we're, again, should be pretty sure at this point can totally hear you. Yeah, but he's like, when I say it, run. And he's like, why? And he's like, just run. Yeah. And he's like, run! And, you know, throws a grenade down and hits Yeah, the... he, like, whacks the machine gun so it spins around and it can't get a beat on them initially, but it just starts firing wildly. Yep. <laughs> and then it explodes. Yeah. Uh, yeah and they... then the trucks are pissed. Yeah. Uh, so they just start fucking up the diner, but they were prepared for this, so they're all exiting out through the sewer. And yeah, I had seen like an oxygen truck around outside. Which yeah, uh, earlier, and you yeah, were like, which I that's called, a liquid oxygen. Yeah, because that's extremely flammable. And that is the truck that like crashes like whole hog into the Dixie Boy. Yeah, and uh, is just leaking liquid oxygen. I guess leaking yeah. oxygen into the atmosphere, and then a spark goes off and fucking. The whole thing goes up, and then the fuel pumps. It's a great explosion. Looks really good. Yeah. Actually, all the explosions in this are very good. Yes. They're very big and, like, satisfying. Yeah. Um, And a couple of times, it's that they're carrying things that are, you know, realistic to explode. Yeah. uh, A Miller truck gets it at one point. 
Yeah, the, yeah. the toilet paper is great, but yeah, the Miller truck at one point gets it, and there's just like it's like raining, just like burning beer cans and oh, stuff. Yeah. I was like, this is great. Yeah, extremely satisfying. Yeah, it just looks good. I mean, that's there's a whole YouTube channel of shit blowing up in slow motion, like, because yeah. it's fun. <laughs> Watching yeah. things explode is fun. Yeah, or that's stuff getting crushed or whatever. Like, yeah, yeah. Just blow yeah. shit up. Blow some shit up. Listen. The 80s and cocaine, that's a combination that will make you want to enjoy just blowing some shit up. So yeah, they've all, like, escaped through the sewers, across the road. You see the uh, plane, I think, from earlier. It's yeah, there's a good... It goes down into the top of a school bus. Yeah, it's a great reveal, because it's like, I don't... Is it a pan or a cut? But, like, all of a sudden, just, like, boom, it's on the edge of the screen, like, sitting there, like, on in one lane of the highway. And I just, like, sort of cracking up. It's such a good funny it's just a funny punchline yeah it's just additional like carnage and stuff and it's that and also it's like making that deserved from earlier yeah of, like oh even the planes are in on it but it's also like because stephen king was like just imagine all the dead kids in that thing <laughs> 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 which is like oh god so so good then they're like sneaking sort of back into town or yeah. they're gonna go to the marina because they want to get on a boat because sailboats don't have a motor right that's the thing that I believe he said maybe during his yeah, passing the, out montage. Maybe it was uh, earlier. A little earlier, but his plan was to get to this island called Haven where there are no motor vehicles allowed. Oh, okay. Off the yeah, that's right. Because Haven is the name of like a thing in other Stephen King stuff, but it's yeah. not. it can't be the same thing because it's like a residential town. It's an, it's an alternate universe. Ar- alternate universe, yeah. So, yeah, they're going to all sneak to this marina, however far the way that is. Uh, but they end up going by the burger lean where the drive through speaker is like, humans, here, humans, here. And fucking Deke has a machine gun and he goes, this one's for my dad, you son of a bitch or whatever. And unloads, blows up this fucking speaker and then just goes, I don't want this gun anymore. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you know what? Like, that's funny. Wanda went down because she had gone back out again to like yell at the trucks before everybody left. Yeah, same thing. We created you. Yeah. And she got hit by the uh, machine gun thing, but she managed to get off a uh, shot with uh the grenade launcher she might have blown up the miller truck yep yeah she did yep. yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah in our remake the postscript will have deke running an auto wrecking yard oh that's, nice that's how he processes his hatred of machines just yes. crushes them into tiny cubes <laughs> and then curtis kills the mighty tasty ice cream truck yeah and that's my last note because my pen fucking just totally stopped working uh, so, but that's pretty much it. They they go to the marina. So here's the thing with the Mighty Tasty ice cream truck. Okay. While filming that scene where it flips, they did that thing that they do in Hollywood where they have a piston inside that puts a yeah. beam out to yeah, like... jacks it, the car yeah, up. Yeah, to make it flip. Uh, Which, I mean, we should mention, he just shoots it with a machine gun and it fucking explodes like it was a, you know, ice cream truck full of nitroglycerin. Yeah. So it only flipped once, which you can see in the film. Yeah. And it started to slide on its roof into the camera. Oh, yeah. And a dolly grip on the set, Gene Poole, pulled the cameraman out of the way at the last second. And that's why his name appears in one of the time cards as a little cameo thing. That's uh, his real name? His real name is Gene Poole. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I Hunter... saw that. I thought it was like a gag name. Yeah. I assumed yeah. it was like, you know, the Simpsons tombstones. Yeah. yeah. Hunter Bush was making fun of somebody's name. A yeah, hero. Yeah. Yeah, a hero. I'm sorry, Gene Poole. Thank yeah. you for your service. Yeah, Dolly Grip slash hero. That's awesome. Yeah. That's, like, legitimately great. Yep. That is, that's a good shot, though. Too. It is. Like, with, oh, the, it with look, the truck. It looks good. Apparently, it was almost disastrous, though. And also, you know what I'm going to say? Good on the cameraman. Oh, for not, He wanted like, to get the shot. Yeah. <laughs> like. I guess. Good job. Like, dedicated man. to his job. Maybe a little too dedicated, man. but I admire that. 
Yeah. It's a good all-American work ethic. If you learned anything on the set of here, you should have learned to be afraid of trucks, man. <laughs> Do not trust machines. Yeah. God. Maybe the camera had him hypnotized. Got that sound of the tape whirring. Uh-huh. Maybe it's like whispering to him, like, don't move. Uh-huh. Stay here. <laughs> so, yeah, they take out the ice cream truck and... They also take out the toys. Well, yeah, then right? the last thing is that the, yeah. the the Happy Toys truck, like, shows up. And is it Bill, does it? Like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, fires a rocket, like, right into the mouth. Right in the mouth. That's pretty good. Yeah. After the corpse robber gets his... Oh, justice. yeah. Well, he was just one of the um, mechanics or whatever, right? And yeah, he, like, he sees a woman, a dead woman hanging out of like the window of her car with a big old diamond ring on uh. and while everybody else is like going down on the dock to get to this boat he stops to pull her ring off and uh yeah gets fucking again real wet splat gallagher flattened by this truck and so now the green goblin face has like blood all over half of it it's pretty good yeah yeah and then uh and then bill blows it up with a rocket and it's a g- another good explosion they take the boat which, uh, yeah, we get some ADR from Yardley Smith saying that she gets uh, seasick. Yeah. And she's about to lose her lunch. Yeah. And that's oh. it. And then the AC, ACDC... Comic relief. Yeah, and, rises and... And the epilogue... Uh, which says that two days later, which I don't know if that means two days after these events... I guess. Which were over like two and a half or three days. Yeah. Um, or two days after the comet initially passed uh, into Earth's orbit or around Earth's orbit. But like, it says two days later, a... UFO was destroyed in the atmosphere by a Russian, quote, weather satellite, unquote, which was armed with, like, nuclear warheads for some reason. And two days after that, or three days after that, or whatever, the Earth passed through the comet's tail exactly as expected. The survivors of the Dixie Boy are still survivors. Yeah. That's what it says. What? (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to guess that the movie didn't have the text on screen written into the script. I'm going to guess that that was like a studio note. Like, there needs to be a reason. Maybe. And then Stephen King was like, I'll just add text that gives a weird... But I didn't read the story, so I have no idea if yeah, I've never has read any, it, but like, Hank, you've alien... Read it, right? No, there's no explanation. Yeah, there's no oh, explanation. It's okay. Just, yeah, he was telling me a little bit between watching the thing and recording that, like, it just, just starts, like, in media res uh-huh. with, like, trucks are sentient now. It's only trucks, right? Only trucks. And it's kind of a much slimmer cast, just the yeah, Emilio Estevez yeah. character and a couple truckers. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. The but they're couple. in they're in the diner, or they're in a diner? Yeah, and it, it's a truck stop. It's the same, I think so, it's called Dixie Boy. Oh, okay. It's the same setting. So, like, he had a lot to expand on. And I guess he put in all the Comet stuff. It's in the newspaper at one point. It says, like, yeah. Comet nears Earth. Millions watch, comma, fascinated. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Brett mentions it. Yeah, yeah. She says she thinks that it's responsible. It's just, like, a tossed-away line of dialogue. Maybe he was doing it subtly with the newspaper and with her yeah. talking about it. Yeah, and, like, them, it. you know, seeing it in the sky all the time at night. And... Did the radio mention it? Uh, yeah, it's mentioned either on the radio or on the TV news or something at yeah. some point, like just as a news story. Sure. But so, yeah, it's definitely laying in that that is related, I mean, that that's related somehow. Yeah. But yeah, maybe the studio was like, this needs an explanation. He's like, there is one. And they're like, it doesn't work. And, you know, maybe he was going for like, hey, it could be this or it could be something else entirely. Who cares? You know? Yeah. Because it feels like a UFO and a or- Russian weather satellite. Like, it seems like he was just like... You want some fucking text? I'll give you some fucking text. Like, he just kind of, like, put in a bunch of crazy shit. Or it could have just been that he intended that from the yeah. beginning, too. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, knows? who knows? Maybe he was just like, we're gonna have fun with this. Yeah, fuck it. But yeah, so that's Maximum Overdrive. Do you want to start? Sure. Okay. 
it is a hate watch, but I'm going to say that it is bad wrapping around to good, you know? Where it's not a good movie. It's fun in a lot of places because a lot of the explosions and the carnage is just gleeful. It's done very over the top in a way that's very fun and kind of funny in spots, and so all that's good. But, like, I could not care less about some of these characters, and so that's how it can't be a good movie, is that, like, any of the time where there are people, like, talking to each other on screen is usually pretty grating for most of the time. So... So, like, I can't, you know, wholeheartedly embrace this. But, you know, it does have some nice moments and things. It's just that I just kind of want it to be trucks murdering people the whole time. And it's not. More truck murder? Yeah. Yeah, I could go with at least 30% more truck murder and just take it out of any of, like, the people's backstory or emotional development. (laughs) Nah, the smart thing to do is you do both. Oh, like, they're just, like, people are getting murdered, and he's like, I was a Bible salesman! <laughs> yes, exactly like that. Yeah. <laughs> As they're dying. Yeah. As they're dying, they're doing all their exposition. <laughs> I was two days away from retirement! Oh. Yeah! <laughs> Deke is like, he fucking tries to rescue his dead coach. The coach is dead. The fucking soda machine's shooting soda cans at him. He's like, oh my god, now I have to pedal all the way across town so that I can get back to my dad who works at the Dixie Boy. Oh boy, it's gonna be tough. Oh, my leg's gonna be so tired. Okay, oh boy, I'll go. I gotta go. Bye-bye. Steamroller. Yeah, and then a steamroller. Yeah. And that kid's like, I was gonna be a doctor. <laughs> uh, and his head explodes. Uh, I will say, yes, this is a hate watch because it's not a good movie, but I fucking love this movie. I had <laughs> such a blast watching this. It's so fun. It's hilarious because it's very, like, just dumb and fun and, like, yeah, splatty, good horror movie. I have no idea what tier uh, the budget was for this, but, like... Nine million. But I don't know what that means, though, mm. for, like, 1985. I don't know if that was high or low or medium or whatever. You know what mm. I mean? I don't really have a concept of that. Good point. Nine million what? Euros. <laughs> U.S. dollars. Nine million gasoline units. It's back when gas was cheap. It's like a dollar eight. Oh yeah, or whatever. Yeah, they do show ah. the pumps a couple times. Here's the thing: like, this is a movie you could definitely put on at a party in the background, or even honestly, even mute it. <laughs> You'll miss some good dialogue. There's some good dialogue. Some I don't really... think there's any good dialogue. Oh, there totally is. I don't give a ladybug. That's I a great line. <laughs> but like, yeah, you could mute it and just play like an ACDC best of, and you get the same oh, effect. Yeah. Just watch people like fucking get Gallaghered on the front of a truck yeah. and. About to rock. Peace out. No, you. And you're like, yeah, this is good. <laughs> this is fun. That's why it's so much fun because you you're not invested in the characters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At all. I mean, it's it's the same basic theory as like uh, most of those teen movies where it's just like, yeah, they're all just archetypes. They are. So it's like, oh, okay, we get it. It's the the nerdy one, the whatever, and you just watch them get offed. This is a lot of fun because it's also just like. It's grisly. <laughs> it's grisly in a weird, fun way. There's nothing super gory about it. Like, she gets her arm cut by the automatic you know, electronic slicer thing. And, like, it's just blood on an arm. You know, it's not like Saw or whatever where you'd see, like, muscle and tissue. or Like, it's nothing like that. It's just good old-fashioned 80s gore where it's just, like, red paint. <laughs> Real runny yeah, red re- paint. Yeah, really cheesy. Yeah, and, like, that's it's a lot of fun. So, yes, this is a hate watch, but, like, I loved it. I would recommend watching it. <laughs> Oh, it's a great watch for me. Yeah. When did you first see this? I don't know. I, I uh, Maybe 10 years ago. I, I've always loved Stephen King. I didn't know he ever directed anything. Yeah, yeah. 
And direction-wise, there's nothing in it that's, like, amazing. But, like I said, there's really good comic timing on some shots. Like, yep. they make jokes land. Like, the, you know, the crying and the spilled milk is a, it's a good insert. And, like, sure, some of that's, I'm sure, the editing and everything. But, like, it's a joke he thought to put in there. I've definitely seen worse direction from people who directed more than one movie. Sure. So, you know. Yeah. The action direction is decent. Yeah. You know, you get good shots like that. And then even some of the shots for, like, again people talking and stuff he's at least trying to make them at least a little bit visually interesting yeah yeah it's not there's not a lot of static shot and this could have been a thing that just had you know as somebody who is not a director it could have just been static shot after static shot and they're they're actually like pretty good yeah they avoid being like repetitive the shots and stuff which is yeah it's good it's tough to do my issues were not how it looks it's that nobody had any chemistry with it (laughs) yeah there's (laughs) a lot of stiff stiff acting yeah but yeah no this this was good thanks hank Oh, thanks yeah. for bringing it. So, Hank, if you have anything you'd like to plug or recommend or anything, now, now is the time. Follow Stephen King on Twitter. That's a good recommend. Does he do updates about Molly the... Molly the Thing of Evil? The yeah. Thing of Evil. Yeah. 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 Okay. Yeah. He also hates Trump, which is always good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very, like, politically, you know, outspoken. And he recommends a lot of, like, movies and books and stuff, too. Well, uh, you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at hwgw podcast on both of those and you can contact us at write hate watch great watch that's w-r-i-t-e-h-w-g-w at gmail.com with any of your questions or comments or critiques or whatever and if you're mean i'm just gonna ignore you it's fine uh i don't got time for that uh and you can check us out uh every other wednesday that's every Every other other Wednesday wednesday on movie john and iTunes and Spotify and, and Google, Play, Google Play and and maybe something else. Maybe by the time this airs more, we're working yeah. on it. Yeah. So yeah, thanks for listening to Hate Watch Great Watch. Hank, if you'd like to give our final slogan thing, which is uh, Hate Watch Great Watch, it's like watching a movie with friends, but better because here comes another load of joy. Thank you. See you. Yeah. Beep beep. Bye. 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 It's robot racist. It's racist against machines. That that burger place had nothing to do with your dad's death. It was all trucks. Yeah. yeah. At the same time, you do need to shut it up because it's giving away your position. But... Sure, but getting taking his vengeance out on him. It's unhealthy. He's going to have years of therapy. Well, his dad got murdered by a sentient truck. He was going to need therapy either way. Yeah. Stop. But he'll never get closure. Stop micromanaging how he's processing his grief. He'll never get closure until he kills a truck. Okay.